Yeah, the first time I listened, I didn't like this very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not enjoy like because like it's like um, very experimental. Yeah, you know, I, I was like able to even the first time I was able to parse. Wow, he's being experimental. He's doing he's doing something different from his uh, first effort, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or like first and second effort, really. I mean, it's it's even different from like. Like the third album, he he really branched out too, but it's it still feels very different from the third album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I liked it the first time, um, but like, and uh, but you know, uh, your yeah. audience might see what my thoughts are <laughs> the times I've listened a few more times. What? <laughs> Let's start the episode. Okay. Click. <laughs> Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Roulette. I've been meaning to listen to Roulette. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Talk about it. Uh, boy, <laughs> I got like, I got like half of that. <laughs> you didn't you didn't you didn't comprehend no, like the the gist of like especially uh, with my tone and stuff like what I was trying to communicate. I don't know. I'm here in my dad's office, and uh, my the cat's litter box is in the the room the closet right here, and I think those those litter fumes are just seeping into my brain and messing with me, man. So I'm not understanding yeah, anything yeah. right now. So, right. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to, I've been meaning to listen to that. The podcast where we go through albums. We've been meaning to listen to use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Uh, I'm Sean Wilkinson. Andrew Ambrose Lee. And, uh, <laughs> I'm Michael. Just... <laughs> I'm Michael. It's me, Michael Wimentado. <laughs> Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do they they say? Like impersonations, like the highest form of flattery, or something? Is that is that what they say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, I, I Sean. Uh, oh, okay, I was about to ask if that was me. I don't like that. This is my impression of you doing an impression of me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all hey, I got. that guy sounded cool. <laughs> that guy sounded I'd, good. I'd hang out with that guy. Yeah, I, I would like to grab a beer with him, dude. I want to yeah. go like I want to go like rock climbing with that guy. Sounds fucking cool, man. <laughs> do you like? Have you rock climbed? No, I would like uh, to. Uh, you would like to do the, this task for the first time with me? That was me doing an impression yeah. of you doing an impression of me. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would go with that person. Mm. I would just climb like really far ahead of them, so I don't have to like hear anything they say. Do you have like good upper body strength? No, to, like to climb <laughs> to have like climb me? faster than someone. Oh God, no. Yeah, well, I, I'm, usually... I'm small, but I do. I move fast. You know. I, yeah, I can... you're like a wiry fella. Yeah, my thing is I just hide from people behind really small trees. Okay, here's a fun question. Uh, when you when you like meet someone for the first time, what's like your process of like getting to like what's your like I don't know you what, what's your process for like meeting new people? Like, how do you meet a lot? Of you new mean people? like what do I like like what's 
like how do I judge them kind of? Yeah, like or just like with me usually when I usually I meet a lot of people through the internet. Um yeah. And they either through like mutual friends or just like oh this I like this person's vibe I like this person's you know yeah. aura and stuff like that and then usually even before COVID um, I would like either you know we would go on like uh, like we would grab some coffee or something like that and yeah. just like talk for an hour or or two or something like that yeah. or I would like talk to them on the phone. Like that would be oh, like because I love I I love talking to people on the phone. Oh, I love I really dang. like it. Yeah, I hate it so you hate much. It? I do. I get so much phone anxiety. Like anytime, Why? I don't. I just I I truly don't know. I think it's like I think it comes down to. And this is gonna get really sad, but uh, mm-hmm. I've always been under the impression people don't really care what I have to say, and so oh. I think like over the phone, there's a sense of like there's a sense of like um uh. You have to be kind of you have to be quick, obviously, because you're having a conversation. Yeah. Um, with text, it's nice because I can really like think about what I want to say, as opposed to like the awkward silences on the phone, you know. And it just it really like stresses me out to think about what I'm gonna say like on the phone, which is great mm-hmm. that we're doing a podcast because that's yeah, exactly do you, what do you this feel, is. <laughs> like, do you like do you like honestly do you like struggle with that like as we're doing this show and as you like you're like a host and stuff? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, okay, being. Because I, I think, especially because we are a comedy podcast, I do feel a pressure to be, like, quick and witty. And that's not really me. I'm a very, like, introspective person. I like to take things in and really think about them before I say them. And so, but also, like, this is really good practice for me, too, you know? Because it's yeah. something I want to improve on. I want to get, I need to get better at talking on the phone. And right. so, like, I do, I do appreciate me, like, you letting me do this with you. Because it's it's good practice for me. So, yeah. Okay. So let's practice the conversation right now. Oh, so fuck. okay, I'll be like, "Hello, I am Jim Jones, your new oh great." Friend. <laughs> Wait, is that a guy? That's a, like a cult leader. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, fine. Like let the me Jim it. Jones massacre. Yeah. Uh, I hello, I am Ted Cruz. <laughs> hey. Uh, like let's cut this out <laughs> like i don't know what i don't this know what this, that would i don't know okay so like um <laughs> i don't know like i i always like chick like i always chicken out with these games like I, i'm like it's like i don't know i also like i do struggle with like um you know i i think i can be funny i think i could be a relatively funny yeah person, and you're, i mean but, you're, you're quick on your feet too sure but like i think putting the box like putting the like sometimes of like improv games and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. doing an improv scene where you're like kind of like like making something out of nothing, I guess, yeah. like being like saying like "Hello, I am Terry Stevenson, <laughs> the, your lawyer" or whatever right. like that, like on stage or something like that. I I don't think I'm great at that, but I'm great at being like a version of myself, like on the show. And sure. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I always like. I was just talking, I don't remember who he was even talking to about this, but I, I brought up the show and I was like, well, I feel like I'm like not very great on the show because I'm not as witty as uh, you and Michael. But then mm-hmm. I was like, well, I feel like if I was on a show like where I was doing a character, I feel like I could be like super quick and witty. And I don't know why. I think it's because I had this personification, not personification, but this idea of myself as someone who's not funny. And hmm. I think that holds me back a lot because yeah. people tell me I'm funny, but I just, it's hard to like, 
internalize that essentially yeah and it's also um you know this show like introspection is baked into the cake of the show like baked into like the (laughs) (laughs) baked into like the concept of the show basically and like Mm -hmm. you know like a little like hopefully a little more than some other shows like we try to like um this call like talking about music in this way calls for a lot of introspection so yeah i don't think you're like out of place in the show i don't and we i I actually yeah and i do think you're i legitimately do think you're witty i do think you're quick on your feet and i think you are yeah and and like also i really like uh the introspective side of yourself do like i i I wouldn't choose you as a host if i didn't you know want that you know yeah uh, on the show yeah no i appreciate that and i do it's like i i do try to look at it as like you know I may not be the funniest on the show, but I do try to bring. I do. I do th- think there are things I bring to it for sure, like you just said. So I appreciate yeah, you saying it's, that. It's also like I think you work well as like to me and Michael, like a comedy like partner. Yeah, you know, like just like like obviously you're funny on your own. Like you you do come in with like great quips and stuff, yeah. but also you uh, provide a lot of great alley oops for the both of us to feel comfortable and yeah. like all that stuff. And that means like, yeah, like it's, it's like, uh, I have a hard time like being like humorous and like, you know, stuff with like family members and stuff. Sure. And, and it's like, and like with certain people and I could be like, really, I'm kind of like a mixture of like extrovert and introverted. So like, it's like, uh, well, we're your family now. We're going to adopt. Yeah. You, so, uh, this is like, by the way, we're, um, we're uh, recording this podcast at Olive Garden because uh, when we're here, we're family. <laughs> we're family, yeah, yeah. Like uh, we're not wearing masks. We're <laughs> recording. We're recording in the bathroom of the Olive Garden um, <laughs> in, two, in two separate bathrooms in different states. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, two, um, in two separate states. Yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we're here to talk about uh, no shape. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know. Pasta, you know the noodles. Mm. They they're all like tangled and. What's your favorite and, like, shape of pasta? Ooh, that's a good. I, I I just like feel like you can't go wrong with spaghetti. It's pretty great. It's like I I just really oh. like spaghetti. I just like really. It's fun. Spaghetti's fun. It's, it's, it's like, like it's like worms. You know, it's like it's like I, eating a bunch of. Worms. I don't think like I don't like worms are like very thick and short. Mm. Like they're a little nubby. Love a good you know? thick worm. You know what I mean. <laughs> Ooh, that worm thick. D I C C. But like, D I C C. I said. <laughs> um, what's your favorite shape of spaghetti? New spot. My pasta. favorite shape of spaghetti. Um, oh man, probably spaghetti. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I no no no. Pizza counts. You know that's a pizza. Is pizza pasta? No. <laughs> no okay i mean okay. i guess it's flour and it's a bread yeah it's a bread you know it's not as like i almost said gooey i don't know if that's the word for it it's let not me as, look like, it up yeah i Is love a good i love a good pasta. shell you know like if i'm having shell. some mac and cheese because that all the all the cheese gets in the shell and each little shell it's like its own little bite you know so you get it's like if you bite into it it's like a nice little cheesy surprise okay so i'm looking at quora.com um, are pizza and pasta the same? Not even close! <laughs> pasta is a combination of eggs and flour to make a noodle into many different shapes and sizes. Pizza is dough. Also, 
but of different types that's topped with sauce, cheese, and many different types of toppings, such as from anchovies to pineapples. Yuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite pizza topping? Do you like pizza? I did like pizza. <laughs> you did? Oh, right. oh no. <laughs> and then I got the diabetes. Uh, oh, no, I no. still like, I still, I still eat pizza every now and then. Sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. Like, let's do this thing. I might die, mm. but like, whatever. And uh, it's, I, I just stick with like classic pepperoni. I love when the pepperoni's like really burnt too. Mm. And it's nice and crispy. Ooh, yeah, that, that is really good. And, uh, um, do you like pepper? Do you like pineapples? On I was just about to like, ask you that. Uh, not really. No, not really. I, don't, I like them. Really? Yeah. I don't think fruit should yeah. be anywhere near pizza. Fruit? Uh, what about peppers? They're kind of a fruit. Peppers? That's a vegetable. There's right? seeds in them. Oh, they have fuck. seeds but in don't them. Don't they grow from? Right? They they grow on the ground though. Okay. <laughs> is pepper? Is pepper vegetable? Fruits. Okay. What? It's fruits. I was right. Hey! Yeah, dude, my whole like, my I'm I'm shook. This is here's here. That's what it says. Is peppers a vegetable? And the answer is peppers. That's not first of all. Like (laughs) here, I'll share my screen because like here, so I'm not. It shows you that I'm not like lying. Salt Um, and pepper. Okay, so look at this. (laughs) Salt and pepper. (laughs) But like, look at this. <laughs> uh is pepper a vegetable? Peppers. Peppers. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Every type of pepper, from the bell pepper to the jalapeno, fits, fits the bill the as a bill. fruit and not a vegetable. Why is fits, so, fits the bill so funny to me? <laughs> well that's stupid. I feel like I feel like they just like threw away the rules with like what's a fruit and what's a vegetable. Because like a tomato, they call that a fruit. That shit's a vegetable, man. That, that it's like um I don't care if it has seeds, that's a vegetable. People will eat like tomatoes, like in different countries. They'll just like put some salt or sugar on the tomato and just take a bite out of it. Yeah, that's stupid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little dumb, dumbasses. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, yeah, like uh, speaking of fruits, and I, yeah, I, I feel like I'll say it. I'll I feel say like, it. Yeah, you say it. You say it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. Speaking of fruits, yeah, 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 yeah. we're yeah. here to talk about perfume genius. Just that's a right. giant fruit. And uh, yeah. we're here to talk about No Shape, which is his fourth studio album. Uh, I believe it dropped uh, May 5th, 2017. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to go from that. This is weird okay. being in a hosting spot. Uh, huh. Yeah. So we're talking about No Shape, uh, uh, Perfume Genius's fourth album. Yes. Um, but the second in our miniseries, Perfume Genius. We Do we come up with like a name for our little miniseries? Like... Per Podfume Genius is one. Okay. That's pretty fun. That's pretty funny. Per Fraple Genius? Perf- yeah. Per Perf- Perfume Geniaprol. I like that. Kind of like kind of like You like that one? <laughs> <laughs> kind of? Per Fuck, see, I I got nothing, man. Uh Oh, uh, okay. What if, like, um, by the way, like, since it's just the two of us, we'll be the perfume genius geniuses. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if I want to annotate this record, I go to perfume genius. There genius. you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I, well, uh, what do we? What what's there to say about this? Like, yeah. So, you, well, yeah. It came out. So it came out May fifth, May fifth, twenty seventeen. Uh, this was three years after. Uh, put your back or uh, no. Sh- uh, uh, this is three years after uh, Too Bright, which was his third album. Um, yeah. And this, I really, this album, I think, is really where he starts to kind of shape his sound, pun intended. And uh, he's because he starts working with Blake Mills, who's a producer who's worked worked with uh, like Ed Sheeran. Uh, John Legend, uh, I can't remember who else. Um, and then he also starts working with Rob Moose, who does the, yeah, the string yeah, arrangements. Yeah, yeah. And he worked on Punisher yeah. with Phoebe Bridgers. He worked on Punisher. He helped Rob Moose helped out a little bit with Taylor Swift's records, yeah. like his like folklore, her folklore and Evermore records. Like he does the string arrangements for those. Yeah, so uh, so good. Boney Bear, he helps out with that. Uh, He's got his name on uh, a bunch of different like credits. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, he also, like, um, he uh, did the Weatherman segment for Punch Up the Jam when Miel was the co-host, when hmm. Miel was hosting the show. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a it's a podcast, but, like, he, like, would, like, they, like, dissect songs and do, write song parodies. And, oh, that's fun. Um, of the of the song, like, they would, like, dissect the song every week and then, like, with a guest and, like, it's a comedy podcast. And then, Whoa. you know, Rob Moose would show up at, like, the end of the episode and like kind of dissect what makes the song work so it's like oh, he, it was like okay. such it was like i believe miel and rob moose knew each other when they were like early in their career so like uh, it's like she pulled like a pretty big like kind of star to like yeah work on like a silly comedy podcast so that's what oh huh, yeah i've never heard uh, of that yeah it's great um yeah so like those two like helped work on it uh, what is like? Yeah, like tell me a little bit more about the in between from uh, "Put Your Back Into It" to this record. Well, like, do, what what do you know? Yeah, well, also I forgot to mention this album too was nominated for. Uh, let's see, I wrote it down here. This album was nominated for uh, best engineered album non classical at the 60th Grammys, uh, which oh, is pretty cool. And then I think Blake Mills was nominated for like producer of the year as well. Um, Whoa! But yeah, so between you know, so we just talked about "Put Your Back Into It" and. That was kind of a, I mean, all his albums are introspective, but uh, that was, you know, a very sad look into Mike's life. And, you know, he was really questioning, you know, his body, his, you know, current mental state was not great. And there were still like little glimmers of hope in that album. And even though it was mainly, you know, a a sad record, essentially, Um, he came out in 2014 with Too Bright which was where he really starts to, you get a broader instrumentation. He's working with like really dark synthesizers. Um, I don't know who the producer on that album is. I, I don't know, remember the name, but it was like one of the guys from like Portishead. Or something oh, okay. Strange like that. Yeah. That's really funny. Cause like there's uh, some songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just made a really nasty so sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, I, you, you said you said I'm witty. I mean, this is a great <laughs> example. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's funny because Portis Head is. Uh, he gets, <laughs> like, <laughs> what if I did that again? <laughs> we had to eat up time, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he. Uh, a lot of the songs on this album are like very kind of Portis Head vibes, um, but hmm. yeah. So on Too Bright, he really starts to get like it's weird because it's weird to say like a darker sound, but like the lyrics are. are a little happier but the music is still has this like kind of dark like brooding feel to it you know he's still dealing with like issues of like his body and uh 
but there's also there's more confidence to it there's more like swagger to it almost and uh especially with like queen the song queen which was like the first song i heard of his where he's basically like like people can say scary moosh scary moosh will you do the fan day? yeah thunderbolts and lightning yeah it was well, it was very, very, frightening, very frightening honestly yeah me me galileo 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 Figaro. Oh, Magnifico! <laughs> 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 um, like, whoever's editing, like, please, like, pan the, the two oh, of us. Fun, yeah. Like, yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> like, it, you know, it's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but so on that song, he's really, uh, like, it's it's got this just, like, really, like, great beat to it. It's very, um, I mean, a lot of the songs on the album are very, like, there's the, the percussion sounds like like tribal drums or something, and it's very like it feels very strong and powerful, and so you're getting a sense of like oh he's growing in confidence, and becoming more, uh, I don't even know the word for it, but he's just he's really coming into his own essentially, yeah. And then in the in the meantime, like an adolescent Sean is growing in his in his boner, oh. he's like liking the music very much, <laughs> just the biggest tint. <laughs> uh, I don't like. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. It's you don't like know. this. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have sex. Uh, uh, oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, no. And so, yeah, he's really growing in his confidence, and uh, I think I do think with this, where we're at now with no shape, is when he's really like proud of himself, and he's really yeah. seemed to work on himself and figure out relationships and kind of the relationship to his body, and. I think it's just a really great progression to see. And this album is just so like lush and beautiful and sounds just, it, the soundscapes in it are just really amazing. And I really love it. Like, what do you, like, what do you think of this album? I mean, I guess that's what we're going to talk about, but like, what's, what were your like initial impressions of it? I guess. Like I said at, in the cold open, I didn't like it very much the first time I listened. I wasn't like listening to the words or anything like that. I like because like that was my experience with No Shape was kind of being a little indifferent to. You it mean put your back into it? I, put your back into it. Yeah. yeah, put your back into it. Uh, I was like a little indifferent to it because uh, I was a little indifferent to it um, uh, because um, nice I one. was. Because I wasn't listening to the lyrics and it all sounded the same and it was all like mopey whale sounds and stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know, like very like, you know, Beach Boysy soundscapes and stuff. I was like, ah, okay. And then I looked at the words. Beach was... Boysy soundscapes? What do you mean? Uh, beach House. Beach oh. House. <laughs> uh, scout. Yeah, my bad. You know, all those songs on album were just about surfing yeah, like, and uh, hanging I tin. like the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like. Um... I like in one of the songs where he was like listing all like the towns and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. that he likes. Uh, yeah, and how he was talking about how he wants <laughs> to, how he wants to like take us with him, you know, wants to take us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, beach housey, yeah. like um, you know, ethereal like whale sounds and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I looked at the lyrics and I was like very moved. Yeah, by it. I was like very impressed by the. So I figured this time around it would probably probably be a similar deal. Mm-hmm. It would probably be, and like even um, like I was saying, um, even then I could still recognize. Oh, there's a change from er- this is like a, sh- a shift to like a new era of perfume genius. Basically, yeah. he wasn't resting on his laurels and doing more of the same. Right. He was kind of uh, he he was like uh, experimenting with like new sounds and yeah. like, doing a little bit of some more. Um, 
emotional territory. And even just like the sound from Other Side and sl- Slip Away. I did like those songs the first time I opened Yeah. Those. Well, that's what's so cool about Other Side is, you know, it starts off with that, you know, gentle piano and you're in your head you're kind of like if you haven't heard any of the singles or anything you're kind of like oh this is gonna be like another one of his early albums or something where it's very gentle yeah. another one yeah, yeah another one sounds this sounds yeah. key yeah and uh yeah. yeah and so you're major major key just this sounds major key just the biggest key yeah and uh so yeah you're like this is gonna be another gentle really one gentle yeah gentle, <laughs> a gentle one yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so like whisper. <laughs> like, it's like the anyway. Uh it's it's another gentle one. Yeah, and so you're yeah. And he usually starts with his records with like a very gentle Yeah, I remember like, you saying that. Um his first record and his second record start I don't remember the third yeah, the third one does a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Just like a piano bed, like a simple piano melody and him's like kind of setting the scene a little yeah. bit. But then he, he with this one he starts with like doing the exact same thing. And then the just the wall of sound, hell yeah, punches you in the dick. Yeah, um, oh man, yeah, and it's just, just like right up the butt. Ah! Yeah, punches you up, and like the dick. He um, makes a he makes a puppet out of you, man. Yeah, yeah, like um, <laughs> he punches you <sighs> through the butt, and then um, he makes your dick a puppet. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you're saying that because I was wondering if that was just like something that happened to me. So it's good to know that. You yeah, you're not thing. alone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're not alone, and that's what—that's the great thing about music. It. Is it? It's a unifying the power of you the know, power thing. of the genius. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, but like the, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh that God, wall yeah. of sound. Just like a thing I liked about that song was the because when I re-listen to that song, I think it's gonna come so- the 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 wall of sound thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna show up sooner than I think it does. Yeah, but like. From the other side, and then da, 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 yeah. you know, it doesn't do like from the other side. It doesn't do like as like soon as you think it. Like like yeah, no, ma- musically would make. sense. But on the second you know? chorus, it does. It comes a little sooner. Yes. And yeah, that's really catches cool. you off guard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, it catches you off guard, and like that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then like slip away. I enjoy. I you know we've talked about. It. I've heard this song before. Yeah. I like the song. Um, even though I didn't quite know what it was about at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, re- then like, I was like kind of enjoying it. And then like, I lost interest like over time, huh. basically when I listened to it for the first time. Oh, sure. um, yeah. but yeah, but second, third, fourth, fifth time, that shit, <laughs> I felt a little better about it. Okay. You know? <laughs> like, I felt a little better about it. I like, um, I, yeah, obviously reading the lyrics makes me appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. And I like, it, it does go through like, um, there, like, like his previous one, there seems to be clusters of songs that like explore territory yeah. and takes you on a journey a little bit. I, well, it's funny. Um, cause I'm glad you mentioned that on our, uh, on the other episode. Cause I was noticing that with this album and I was like, well, I'm really glad Angel mm-hmm. pointed that out. So. Yeah. God bless you. Should well that so should we get into like themes of the record then? Bouncing yeah, off yeah, of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are what are some of the themes of of this record, Andrew? So obviously he you know the the first record like put your back into it was very he was very unconfident yeah. you know I would say he's very um, struggling with self love 
and struggling with like his body and how he looks and also like reckoning with queerness and like it being as beautiful as it could be it's like a source of baggage too yeah. you know yeah. um so but the first but straight out the gate um it seems like he came through some sort of breakthrough and is like way more comfortable in his own skin and then wants to be that role model for other yeah queer kids basically it seems like slip away slip away uh, you trying to slip away from I, me? I, I listened to the uh, new zealand dub um, oh shit i haven't checked that out yet i gotta get on that man <laughs> yeah yeah um but like uh yeah slip away and like just like love and um freaking uh go ahead are mm. like very much like confidence booster songs you know, basically, they're just like saying, like, you know, you're beautiful the way you are. You rule. Be yourself. You know, being queer isn't bad. All that, yeah. stuff, <laughs> you know. And then he gets into like um, the doubt of it all. Yeah. You know, he gets into doubt. He like um, he pulls a male streep in Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> and like says, like, I have such doubts. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so like he goes through like a period of doubts. Um, then he reconnects with like, you know, then he kind of like connects a little better with his partner, Alan. And like, it kind of comes, he, he ends up basically, he ends the record in a way more relaxed, uh, self-assured place. Basically. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's basically the narrative I feel with this record. And it's like a little more clean than, um, the first one. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I, I really love Blake Mills and I like some of his other stuff he's worked on, I think is really great. And his solo records are just very unique sounding and very clean at the same time. And it's really great. But, uh, yeah, no, I look at this album as like a total 180 of put your back into it. The whole, this whole album feels very hopeful and confident with little moments of doubt that get resolved essentially is how I see it. And I think it's really great and it's really cool to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's moments where he, you know, talks about his relationship to his body. It's not, I don't think it's quite as strong of a theme as opposed to uh, Put Your Back Into It. Or his newest album. He kind of touches more on the body in that. But, um, yeah, I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway is, you know, growing in confidence and trying to share that confidence with other queer people. And I think it's just a really beautiful thing to see. And very inspiring. Yeah. As a queer person. I certainly... So. Yeah, I certainly love the the meta narrative of the record. I guess of uh, not the meta narrative. I'm trying like, but like the story of uh, perfume genius as an mm-hmm. artist, like like the evolution the, of him assuming and... this role. Yeah, 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 the evolution of Mike Hadrius. Is it Mike Hadrius? Yeah, I, I think per- so. Okay, okay. So like, um, yeah, I like that for Mike Hadrius or like the artist <laughs> known as Perfume Genius. Yeah. Um. Per perf ume genius. Um, yeah, I like that for him, but like I, I just like felt the middle section of the record was very they're, they're the songs are beautiful. I think they're beautifully construct beautifully constructed and they sound really of this good. record. But then yeah. yeah. But then just like hearing four or five of them in a row, like like Rob Mo- I love a Rob Moose like string arrangements, yeah. but like it's a, I think it was a thing he leaned on 
too many times in a row. Sure. Like for some of the – in the sequencing of the – Yeah. Album, well, let's – so, so well, let's let's get into tracks then because that'll yeah. – that's a good segue to kind of talk about what we – the songs we like and don't like. Um, well, yeah. playing off of that, what are some of your like lowlights? Well, I'll tell you. Right after no! this break. Dot, 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 dot. And we're back here to talk about uh, No Shape by Perfume Genius. Any other themes? Any other, like, I guess any other. I, it, he talks a little bit about, like, spirituality and, like, um, the sublime and yeah. uh, otherworldly um, figures, I suppose. I, he talks about just, like, um, because um, he talks about in, like, his interview of NPR, like, growing up being afraid of hell and, right. like, feel it feeling that even before he was cognizant of like other people of being gay, but also like tell like other people telling him you're going to hell or anything like that. Even before all that, he was still cognizant and felt like, Oh, I'm probably going to go to hell. Right. He talked about that. Well, and I'm Uh, trying to pull up the, there's a quote that he had about shit. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't think of the universe as a judgmental debit credit system, which I think is really like a really a really great uh, revelation, really, because it's yeah. that's really hammered into your head. Like you do this, you're going to hell. You do this, you're going to heaven. Like I think that's an absurd thing to th- to think. And right, it's heavy. It's heavy for like a child too. Yeah, it's cr- really yeah. crazy and really like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't. I'm not really religious, and I don't want to like. Mm-hmm bash religion but i it's uh, i don't even want to like some religion should stop bashing gay people well that's like, true that's yeah like, yeah like you know to be fair like i think i i genuinely think like christianity is just it's just brainwashing basically i get i get yeah. you know i don't think that's the case for everybody and yeah. i think some people generally like it's such yeah, a, it's, like i think that definitely like it's um I see it as, like, worst-case scenario, it absolutely is, like, brainwashing. But, like, the thing is, like, those people's voices... Like, obviously, that's not every single Christian or every single religious person. But yeah. that voice is so loud and, like, they have so much power that it is, like, forever, like, intrinsically tied with yes. that the bad the baggage of that. Right. Basically. Well, and when our history, too, is just, like, straight up spreading christianity to people who don't want it it's like how do you not look at it as like a bad thing but uh yeah. but no and i i i totally recognize that you know religion is something that what it develops naturally like our wanting answers for the, the afterlife and what happens when we die and i get that and not everybody is in it for sinister purposes but oh, fuck, i don't even know where i'm going with that but like yeah i i like the idea that it's not a credit debit system as he calls it i think that's just a really comforting thing to to say and it's it's a it's a really i i never even thought about it like a credit debit system but hearing that i'm like that perfectly summarizes how i feel about it and yeah so i think it's just a really cool thing to bring up in a song so yeah i certainly am working because i grew up like um and i Mm -hmm. I would consider myself christian in in a lot of ways we talked about this before yeah um but i am still like because it feels like very because this is like something he's talking about with this song and like I, with the record and the song partic- uh, other side, mm-hmm. um, which is a highlight. I like this song a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, he talks about how he's able just like to take 
the things that he likes and take the things that are helpful. Yeah. And like the, and he describes the song other side as like a collection of prayers basically. Right. Um, which, and also like I, when we talked about Chinese satellite on Punisher, I really like, I, 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 I get that same feel from listening to this where I like, I, I do want to believe in something, you know, I, I want to, I want that comfort of like, there's something after we die. But I I don't I go back and forth on it. But I do I love the idea of taking the good from something and especially when like like I went to church growing up and I I don't remember too much of it, but you know, it's something we just stopped going as a family. Um mm-hmm. but you know, growing up queer, it's like, you know, you're told you don't belong in the church. And I think at the same time now it's like I wanna I wanna take the good stuff from that religion almost as like a fuck you, you know. Does that yeah. does that make sense? That makes sense. That absolutely does make sense. And yeah, on my side of things, I see and I the instinct for me when I see the pain and active damage that, you know, religion or Christianity has done to people. Yeah. Um when I see that, my instinct is to go, well, it's all bad. It's sure, like there's yeah. nothing you you should, you know, and like maybe uh, may and there's a ver- there's a I am totally open to the idea like maybe that's true but um, but it's really it's really not though you know it's not it's true. not all yeah, and, bad yeah it's not all bad like we could get into like that's that could be a whole other discussion yeah um but basically yeah it's like what it, on my end to feel like because I was always taught that like um. You know, and like sometimes that will like still be, be like people will still tell me that the idea that like um, the Bible is the infallible word of God, and it is like um, even, it, it was like even though it was like technically written by people, it is God breathed and God inspired, and um, yeah, God is speaking through this book. God is speaking through um, all of that, and then like um, so then like when when my instinct is go well i'll take this good thing i'll like leave this part of i'll just like or not think to or like really not like denounce this part or like maybe ignore this part or pay less mind to that put less emphasis on that yeah. like this part or whatever i st- i feel really bad like they'll make me feel bad it'll like make me feel like oh but i can't like who am i to do that who am I? so like, i really you to I- take the good parts of it you mean who who am I to just like? Why have I decided that I'm the moral arbiter of what's true and what's not true and stuff like hmm. that? Like yeah. that was something that like was very instilled in me from a youth, and then like as like someone who's like trying to deconstruct, er, deconstruct and synthesize um, what role Christianity has in my life, I am put in this really weird place basically yeah um but it's also so. like it's it's you say that you're like who am i to you know decide what part is true and whatnot but like people do the exact opposite where they're like they take parts of the bible that they just want to use in an argument and they ignore yeah. everything else like right so people are doing the exact same opposite. so you can do yeah it's and, and like, interpreted like, however you want to you know yeah, and people like even just like people who are like ze- like a little more zealous, I suppose, mm-hmm. are do like yeah. Everyone does a version of that. Yes, yeah. you know, everyone chooses a little bit, a little bit more of what to emphasize and what to pay less mind to, and what to like. 
you know, people like, you know, there are like rules in the Bible about like not eating meat yeah. and like there are rules about like, you know, tattoos, markings yeah. on your bodies and like. Don't play football because you're throwing a pigskin. <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani, Nanjiani had a really funny joke of just like, you know, like people are like, like some like, uh person was like yeah women can't drive cars and then kumail nanjiani said if it said in the torah or like you know the the you know his religious book that like <laughs> women couldn't drive cars like back then right. like i would be at mosque right now right. i would be like i would be there right now like you predicted right cars? yes <laughs> thousands of years ago yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah it's like um I really love. I really admire and appreciate those people who are able to uh, make, for example, like queer affirming churches. And oh yeah. like I love that. I love that. I, that's so inspiring and beautiful to me. Of just like, first of all, just making it 2021. Yeah. In the case of like, yes, there, there are people who are who are more. There are people that are not completely represented in the Bible. You know, right. in that book. And then it's just like. But then just, like, taking, you know, the message of love and acceptance and forgiveness and beauty and redemption and, and you know, letting more people experience it, you yeah. know? That's so beautiful to me. Yeah, um, but, no, I agree. Yeah. So, like, the, the thing about Mike Hadrius is he is um, – I don't think he's necessarily opposed to there being a higher power. You know, because he talks about it a lot in these in these songs yeah. about like, you know, I felt like in like every night in choir, he talks about like feeling a otherworldly presence right. that you can't explain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he wants to talk to it. So uh, he's like, I get that. Yeah. It, yeah. Have, do you, I, so I just learned about this thing called uh, thin places. Do you know what those are? Uh, no. It's a big thing in like Irish culture where it's these places of it's a place you go and you get this like overwhelming feeling of like something else basically like some people talk about it like like an empty room that gives you some like overwhelming feeling or like standing on the like the beach looking out at the ocean like you just get this feeling of something else and i i get like that vibe from a lot of perfume genius's record where there's there's something there and I feel I feel the same way. Like I felt that feeling before, where it's like I there's there's some greater power. It feels like you can't put your yeah. finger on it, but it's there and it's terrifying, but it's really comforting at the same time. And that's I guess I right. guess I feel like that's what he's trying to say, like in choir and every night and stuff. That there's this feeling that I can't explain, but it's there, and I I want to see it, but at the same time, it's really terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah, it's scary, and it's like. Um... But yeah, it's like it, I think like there's also on the other side of it, like there's an arrogance to like on the other side of like oh like you know how can you be like stu- how can you be so stupid to like believe in a god or whatever we're yeah. alone like there's like and like not nothing against atheists or anything like that but like the I but like a certain brand of atheists like the Ricky Gervaises or whatever, oh sure you know? where they make it their yeah. personality to like shoot people down and yeah or just like how dare you like believe in something bigger than yourself like a city's bigger than yourself right you know the, it's like but that's human nature community too. is yeah it's like. We we want to believe in something, because otherwise, yeah. like, what's the point? You know, like, you can't. You don't yeah. bash someone for that. That's the stupidest shit ever. Like, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and obviously it's not this. Whatever. Okay. So do you have any, like, do you have um, any other lowlights on the album? <laughs> do I have lowlights? <laughs> um. Uh. Ooh. Yeah. Like. Like I just said. Like. I. I covered it basically. It just yeah. like. Um. Also, it's. It feels. Sometimes the songwriting feels meandering. Sometimes it feels and it it takes like a long time for him to like get to like I like sides. I like sides a lot, but he like we get it. Like we it's it's like, like we, it's him, he's like I cry <laughs> oh the time. Yeah. It's just it's, like it would be like if I, you know, was like if I if I was like, you know, uh if I was like and and I and I um was if if I was if I took this long to get to a point. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, that's ex- like, exactly how I felt about this song. Yeah, like I was just like get to it. Like yes. you we get it. Like um uh, but and some of the yeah. But Wiseblood and him do sound very great together. I think they sound really They sound heavenly. great together. The interesting thing about that is like Way's blood is a woman and yeah. it, it's he's talking about a queer relationship. So I found mm-hmm. it a, like I was like I was part of me was like wondering, you know, uh, part of me was a little bit what cuz it was like I believe that song is uh, from the perspective of his partner yes. basically. And then, you know, it's like then he just like it feels a little weird, I guess. I, I, it could have been interesting to, like, have another queer artist, like, do that part, too. Oh, uh, sure. But I like them together. I like them together a lot. They sounded really yeah. good. Yeah, and she she does the outro on, um... Oh, on Braid. She does the, She sings the outro with him as well. And they sound like right. angels. But, uh... Yeah. No, you... So last review we... Or last... For Put Your Back Into It, you, you mentioned Anthony Fantano really liking that, that album. And so I watched his mm-hmm. review on No Shape, and he mentioned Sides and how it sounded like the theme song to Twin Peaks. And now I can't, like, not hear that. And it's kind of ruined it for me. Because <laughs> oh, it, it sounds very much like the theme song, The Twin Peaks. I do like the instrumental four sides, though. I, the the, the oh, guitar yeah. is, like, a lot of fun. And, like, there's, like, the, the bad version of that song. The gar- guitar, like, overwhelms. Like, it's too much. Like, yeah. the... You know, yeah. like that's like too much. Um, but like, I think they did just the rhyme out, and they kind of like pulled it back when Way's Blood was singing. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. What are low lights? Do you have any low lights? Yeah, I was, personally I was gonna though? say I don't really care for choir. Um, I again, I think the instrumental is really cool. Um, yeah, I like the and it's arranged really well. But I don't know. I just didn't really understand it. Um, I don't. I don't know. I didn't really get like a spiritual feeling from it as much like when you you explained it a little bit and i kind of got a little bit more also i mentioned this on norman fucking rockwell but i don't like spoken word stuff and so i think that kind of turned me off a little bit too so i didn't like listening to it i didn't like just like the whispered tone and just like him doing like a weird bjork thing (laughs) just like the times but the icicles are going down the thing i do not dream I cannot dream right now. And, uh... That's really good. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. And I like it better than Lana Del Rey spoken word. Um, But I think a lot of that is due to, like, the mixing of it and how it sounds. How it sounds very dark and creepy and brooding. Yeah. But... Like, very asmr Yeah. It's, like, right up there in your ear. 
And I don't like yeah, it. it's not it's not for me. Um, I think those were. I don't know. I'm really torn on Go Ahead. I like the message behind it, but the percussion is almost a little too funky for me. <laughs> mm. I liked I liked the that was my favorite part of the that was one of my favorite instrumentals. Yeah, of just like how because it's like you know um, a little more subdued and a little mm-hmm. more like subtle in how weird it is. Yeah, um, but because because if you pay attention to it, like the the bass is the bass and the percussion is weird, and I think yeah. it's and like the rhythm the rhythmic section it's like it's hard like to get very, a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, but it's like there. It's all there. Like it, it makes sense as a song. Yeah. Um and again, I like I like the message of yeah. it and uh yeah. It's just, I mean, I like the idea of, you know, not giving a fuck what people think of you again, but yeah. it just it felt weird in contrast with like the instrumental of it to me, I guess. Um every night is kind of the same vibes as yeah. choir. I also just like the message of the song isn't that interesting. He he sounds his um, voice sounds really pretty on it though. Um and that's, I think, a really good um, other side. And every night he does that really high falsetto that is really beautiful. And I think shows his growth in his vocal confidence as well. So I, I really like that yeah. about every night. But I just, I, I didn't get much from it other than that. So Yeah, and just like, again, like I've said, just like having so, like, because if I just listen to it, it's like, oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then just having four songs in a row that kind of have that same heavenly, ethereal vibe, it's like diminishing returns sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's it, really, for lowlights. Um, yeah. Let's Ditto. go through highlights. Uh, what's a highlight for you? Uh, well, I love Other Side. We talked about it a little bit already. and uh, I A little bit. We, we, we brushed on it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's interesting, though, because that's – it's interesting because that's more like uh, – Focusing hmm. on like the the religious side, yeah, it makes you kind of it's, it makes you go. Hmm. You know, it's kind of funny um, that <laughs> I. <laughs> Dude, stop, man! That's I'm I'm slapping my knee, man. That's 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 just good like stuff. pointing out that it's funny and me not laughing. It, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think it's a. Uh, it feels weird to have that song placed at the be- at the beginning because it's a song about spiritual spirituality. Yeah. When there's other songs later on the album. Um, but I think instrumentally it does a good job of setting the scene. Sets um, the scene really well. And like, just like the, uh, more, it's also musically sets the scene really well of like making, cause it's like kind of setting the scene of him being more external, mm-hmm. um, and extrospective. <laughs> That's not a word, <laughs> but like, you know, like, <laughs> but like he talks about in an interview of like, this is like, this record is more about the present. Um, than mm-hmm. the past and like less about like it's very introspective but it's like less like insu- insular and like less like brooding you know about like how sad he is right and, you know and um, it's, not, it's not no 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 like dig to that either but no shade by the way. yeah yeah no shape no no shape <laughs> <laughs> and uh no i think it's cool too they uh when they were recording in the studio they set up the studio like a church and they set up chairs to be like pews, and they had like the uh, engineers come in and sing on the record. So it's like yeah. it's like a little like church church sermon, and uh, slip away. Uh, that's a highlight yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like we covered that again. It's just so explosive and powerful, and the confidence that exudes from it is amazing and inspiring. And uh, I love the line: "If you never see him coming, you'll never have to hide." And uh, 
I think it's a beautifully crafted song. And the harpsichord at the end, I think, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but Slip Away, um, really cool. And, like, just, like, saying, um, oh, yeah, that's another theme of the record. It's just, like, you know, shapes, you know, like the <laughs> idea of they'll no, never there's no break shape. the shape we take. Let all them voices slip away. Like, you're, you're like, we're queer, but it's okay. Like, and that will never, like, there's nothing that could, like, break that. There's nothing that could, like, you know, take yeah. that from you and, like, t- take take your essence or take your take your spirit away from you yeah and And i mean that ties in with uh just like love as well because do you know the story behind just like love yeah yeah yeah. it's like uh the um you tell i probably you probably yeah so it's he saw a a a facebook post of a i don't even know how old he was but a young kid like 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 sashaing yeah like around his room in a like a dress made out of a uh blanket or something and it's like mom Mm -hmm. was cheering him on and he was basically like, you know, it's going to get tough when you get older, but you should be, you know, proud of who you are. People are going to try to beat you down, but you just got to know that, like, you're – no one can really break you down, you know. There's yeah. – no matter how much darkness there is, like, you're going to – you're always going to shine and be the light, basically. That's actually not – I don't think it's a direct biblical reference, but, like, that's, like, a thing in the Bible of just, like – you know, have faith like a little child. Like have like the idea of like a child is unencumbered by other people telling him no. Yeah. Other people like saying you should be ashamed of this. You should do that. You know, like a child is like less encumbered by societal expectations, societal like judgments, and uh, um the trade-off is like self-awareness and stuff like that. Like there is benefit. There's a lot of benefit to self-awareness. There's a lot of like, and you know, on some level it could be good. Like there's, it's like, there's like, it's a really mixed bag, but like in, in terms of like this particular situation, just like you, the purity of like being a child and being happy. Yeah. Like wearing a dress. Like that's, it's something you should try to hold on to like for as long as you can and keep it in mind. And, yeah, I don't know what else I have to say about that. I do. I love the line. Uh, you're cult. You're you're you are cultivating grace. I think like there's just so many little lines throughout this, through through his music in general, on his, all of his albums that I like. Just there's they're so poetically written. I think, and you are cultivating grace is like, I think just so beautiful, and I just I it brings me so much comfort to hear that phrase. And I don't know. No, I I I love. Yeah, I love just like love. And uh, Wreath, like I said, it's just a very triumphant sounding song that I think is really beautiful. And, you know, it's again, I relate to it about, you know, wanting to escape your body and be like a floating being without any pain or worry. And uh, I just I think it's great. Also, he throws in uh, that Kate Bush reference running up that hill, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any do you have other highlights? Because I have others as well. But yeah, I uh, we haven't uh, even gotten to like my favorite on the album. Sure. I like Val- Valley is my uh, favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, I, it's like that's the one that feels a little more universal. Because, like, that, that's, like, something that, like, I guess is, like, not a criticism of the record. But, like, not even, and not even, like, uh, anything bad. But it's, like, I'm going to, just inherently, I'm going to, I'm going to relate to this album less than you. 
you know? Yeah, sure. Just like, on, or maybe, I don't know. Like mo- for most people, most like people who are not queer are going to relate to this less than someone who like yeah. has that lived in experience. I would agree with um, that. Yeah. But yeah, like I think Valley um, is a, a, a mild meditation on addiction, like kind of mm-hmm. in like a stealth way too. Like maybe it's not like, it's, I guess more of like a motif than like the theme. Right. Um, right. Cause it's just like, that's his life. You know, that, that's just like something he has to think about all the time. Yeah. Just like being, you know, a recovering addict. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, it would make sense that it comes up. So like the idea of Valley is like, he, um, you know, is remembering this woman who was in rehab with him mm-hmm. and uh, is just like remembering, Oh, this is, you know, I remember this. I remember this. I remember her her child sending him like this really cute picture stuff like that it's like the fulcrum point for the record because first four or five tracks are very confident him Mm -hmm. gassing himself up him being like and like him being the uh you know uh the role model character yeah in a sense and then valley is him thinking about um kind of considering why isn't this easy you know this is fucking hard and i am uh when will this when will it stop feeling like i have so much work to do on myself and when will it just be second nature yeah when will it be um when will like dealing with addiction dealing with all of this stuff how many albums do i have to write yeah um for this to be like kind of like these voices to be kind of quiet like and stuff yeah and like i feel like may i don't think the first four tracks are superficial but this is like when he kind of in the narrative of the record he kind of goes to his dark place goes to like yeah he's doing good he's doing good and then he just considers these things and goes oh yeah and then he just like kind of like spirals a little bit like you, like uh, he spirals within the rest of the album. You mean, with like wreath and every night and yeah, uh, some of those songs. And like at the end, the bridge is him like saying, you know, I hope you're doing okay, you know, and like him like I don't even want like suicidal ideations is just like maybe not even like malicious or just like I'm going to do this, but just like yeah, it's hard. It'd be easier to just like yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, because what he says, um, I don't blame you for wanting out. I'm kind of close myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This stuff, this stuff is confidence, and all this stuff is very fragile. You know, yeah. it's very fragile. It, you can be doing great, and then just like one thing, one push of the domino yeah. can like undo. Like it could feel like that works undone, even though it's not undone. Um, but yeah. it could be if you let it. Like if you, yeah. Um, I mean, to some, yeah, yeah, to some degree, it is how much you let get to you. But yeah, it, I mean, it's a hard thing to tackle to deal with in general. But uh, yeah, what, what's, what are some other highlights for you? Um, I think "Die for You" is like that shit for me. Like slaps. I think it's so good, <laughs> and uh, it's it's so like sexy, but very haunting at the same time. And just the idea of like, I want to give you so much love that it's gonna kill me. And I think it's, like, maybe not the most healthy, but it's very relatable. Like, at least for me, I I, I can see where he's coming from. And I don't know. I like the tie-in of uh, 
you know, autoerotic asphyxiation, basically. <laughs> I think that's mm. just a really interesting thing to, to kind of write about. Um, have you seen the music video for it? No, not yet. Oh, man. I, 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 I get, I, I think I talked about it last, on the last episode, but oh, it like, it gives me, when the chorus kicks in, there's a, just such a beautiful shot and it gives me chills every time. But, uh, and I think Alan's backing vocals on it are really wonderful where he's got that really low, like just that really low, like creepy voice in the background. I think it's mm-hmm. just a really cool production sound, basically. I don't know a better way to put that, but I love that song. Yeah. Um, and then Alan is my favorite song on the album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God, so it's like, it's a song that I wish I wrote because it's just so, so simple. It's so simple, but it's so like, oh my, it's so touching. And like, I, you know, I heard this album, you know, when it came out and like Kai was never that into Perfume Genius or whatever. And then he like, we made each other like playlists and stuff and he put that song on the playlist and I was like, I texted him about it. I was like, oh my God, you like this song? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like it's like our song and I can't like hear it without thinking of him. And it's just, I wish I like, I wish I had written it like for him, you know? I don't know. Like I've tried writing songs for Kai and like, I'm not the best singer, but I, I try and I get so caught up in trying to make the lyrics like really like deep or complicated. And I think I overlook sometimes how much simplicity can really be effective and I think mm-hmm. this this song is a great example of it. I just, yeah, I I think it's really beautiful. And I just, I, I, I feel like when I try to show affection to Kai or, like, try to get my words across, I try to be really, like, like deep about it and really, like, throw in a bunch of, like, jargon and, like, make, try to make it really poetic, basically. Yeah. And that's not always, like, sometimes it's better just to be like, I fucking love you, dude. Like, I don't know. I just, I think right. this song really does a good job of doing that, basically. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's it. Uh, okay, so now let's get into our uh, let's go into our final thoughts and ratings. Uh, Sean, let's hear from you yeah. first. I I really I do th- I think this is my favorite Perfume Genius album as a whole. Okay. Um, I I think there's there are lowlights on this album, songs I don't return to, but I do I do really like it as a whole, and uh, I love I just I I love the confident turn that he's taken and the self-assurance in himself and i think it's really inspiring uh i i like that it's almost a total like 180 from put your back into it and i think the instrumentation really backs up everything really well i think the choice to work with blake mills and rob moose was absolutely wonderful and uh so i give this uh nine shapes we take out of ten so uh yeah i like this record um less than i think less than uh Put your back into it. Um, put your back into it because that was such like co- a cohesive, thematic, hefty punch basically, <laughs> and this is like kind of a little more all, all over the place, yeah. and a little more meandering and stuff like sure. that. Um, he definitely improved as like I think he's improved as a musician in this record. I think he's a better musician mm-hmm. in this record, um, but I feel. Um, I don't know. I just feel I, I think, and there, I think there are more songs on this record that I would, I would return to. Yeah, in this one compared to put your back into it, but the experience of put your back into it is so I think really incredible. Oh, for sure. And then the experience of this is like I don't know if I'll be able to like just sit down and listen to this whole record through right. again. You know, I'll just be like, oh, I love this song. I'll listen to this. So I really love the growth 
though. Mm-hmm. I I love the emotional maturity and growth that has been exhibited um, and showcased in this record compared to Put Your Back Into It. I appreciate the experimentation. I I uh, feel like sometimes the the vocal performance and the songwriting is a little more is a little meandering sometimes where i felt like in put your back into it it was very succinct and it was very you he communicates so much with so little and yeah here he's like he takes forever to say something <laughs> like pretty simple sometimes yeah. <laughs> um so um but i like this record a lot i think it's pretty good i think it's i think it's i enjoyed i enjoyed listening to this a bunch so i'm gonna give this um I'm going to give this 7.8 drawings of three flowers. There's too many numbers there. <laughs> uh, 7.8. Interesting. I, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it eight. I'll give it eight uh, oh. drawings of three flowers. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like difference between C plus and B minus. Um, so uh, cool. <laughs> that was like, uh, like, a, I was just like, curious what, you talk- what made you like think was 7.8. That's so specific. I, okay, so like my metric generally is um, six, like five is, you know, like four is bad, yeah. you know, five is kind of like this is middle of the road, six is six is above average, seven is good, mm-hmm. eight is great, nine is gr- great, and also I, it's like a personal favor, it's like oh, something sure. I like, you know, eight is kind of like I understand that this is great. But then I can't connect with it as much, you know. And then nine is like, this is great. And then also like, and then 10 is like perfect. Or 10 is like classic album. 10 is like, um, you know, I'll put it in my canon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'll give it eight. I'll give it eight. I think that's, um, no, I'll give it (laughs) 7.5. I'll give it 7.5. Ooh, that's good too. I'll give it. <laughs> this is all over no, the I'm place. Trying, I'm trying to think of like because this is funny too. Um, I'll give it seven point five sounds of a million drums. I uh, almost did that. It's funny though, just like a million <laughs> drums and just like seven point <laughs> five sounds is very funny. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, great. Cool. Uh, so now we'll get into our. <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that, and I did playlist. Playlist. Uh, who um so <laughs> i don't care i don't give a shit i don't i really don't care about this um like i'll not, not the show i don't care about like just the order or, like how many things we do um yeah i'll go first um this is like a fun little like pick because it was like i highlighted this artist the first time we did an episode together you know on our lana Del yeah. episode uh so kevin abstract oh, okay yeah i was trying to like yeah Think about it real quick. Yeah, so it's another song of his. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, American Problem. Click. I ain't going bad, barely believing that. Had to creep in fast. Think I'm finna burn it, burn it to the ground. I drink, I smoke, I drink, I smoke, I drink until I sit. I know, I know, I know, I know. shit don't catch up to Uh, so, like, like I mentioned on the episode we did, uh, with, you, you know, on the Lana Del Rey episode, um, Jack Antonoff produced it. Um, Jack Antonoff loved Lana, loves Lana Del Rey. And, like, he was like, I want that. And, like, picked, and then decided to work with Jack Antonoff. Hey, let me ask you a question. You know? If your Uncle Jack was stuck on a fence, would you help your Uncle Jack Antonoff? 
So, um, yeah, Kevin Abstract <laughs> is like, he did this album, you know, and uh, he talks like, it's like, he's clearly not okay in this record. Like, he's clearly dealing with some trauma, like, and it's like very much about like the trauma of being gay and being black mm. um, and like being from Texas and stuff like that. And like, he's reckoning with like his past. And um, so it starts off with this lovey, I can't imagine sleeping next to anyone that doesn't look like you. And then transitioning into uh, this, like the piano morphs and like, it's this very weird experimental sound and like, um, Jack Antonoff is just having a ball, like <laughs> making it weird as weird as yeah. possible. Like, cause he doesn't usually do hip hop. He just like does like, you know, pop and right. like uh, folk and stuff like that. Um, and like, you know, rock and stuff. Yeah. So like, it's really cool to see him do hip hop, um, and what he brings to it. Um, but yeah. And then he just talks about like the, yeah, just like goes into like this, like rap verse about like dealing with a lot of self-hate and dealing with a lot of like dealing with like other people like discriminating against him because he was gay and like it, it's it's fantastic it's just like um but like it does i leave the record being like oh i hope he's okay oh, <laughs> like yeah he's very young you know too like this is kind of messed up you know um so yeah that's my pick so i mentioned alan was my favorite song on the album uh perfume genius did a uh, like a rework of Alan where it's like him in a piano and the piano part is a lot more, uh, I don't, it's a, it, it's like an expanded piano, uh, part basically. Click. He's got these like really lush like sh- this like lush string quartet behind him and it's just i think it's almost more powerful than the studio version of the song and uh so yeah that's so it's kind of like more maximalist than like minimal almost yeah it's it's weird because i it's it's stripped down in a sense because it's not like okay because okay. it's just acoustic instruments basically Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, cool. and yeah. so it's almost it feels stripped down, but it feels like grander and fuller. And so it's kind of like a reorchestration. Basically. Yeah, like, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks, Thank buddy. You. Uh, so we did Perfume Genius's No Shape, and uh, it's good. And I had, a, I had a great time listening to it. And uh, next week, uh, Michael's returning. You know, Michael's great. returning to do uh, Set My Heart on Fire immediately, immediately. You know. So I'm so excited to have him back on the show. It's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was gonna say like I actually like you know I I am excited to have Michael back on the show too. But like I did I I have been enjoying these last two episodes where these the are fun, last yeah. three episodes where it was just the the three the two of us. Oh yeah, because last yeah. one was Channel Orange, right? Yeah, like uh, with uh, Carly um, Menzel. We love you. Come back. Great on the guest. Show eventually. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much. Uh, you could follow me at Andrew A. Lee. You could follow. On Instagram and Twitter, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Sean at T one underscore Sean on Instagram, um, and the di- and Diabetic Twink on Twitter. That's right. 
And um, but that's me. Uh, uh, the charity is uh, T One International. All right, yeah. So yeah. every uh, review and or every review or rating of uh, this podcast, you know, we'll get we'll donate one dollar to T One International. So that's very exciting. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's also like I, you know, we didn't get a lot in the month of uh, February. We didn't get a lot of reviews or ratings, like new ones, uh, which is a shame. But so if you can't, if you're struggling, I recognize that it's a lot of it can be a lot of work to like. Go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, and type in I've been meaning to listen to that. But here's like, the thing. Like a review or whatever. It's really not. It's not. <laughs> First of all, it's not. It's really not. But if it is for you, um, I got a little cheat for you. Yeah. In the uh, So this is something I did, you know, when I just reviewed my own podcast, like, <laughs> you know, to donate a dollar to the show. Uh, I just wrote, it's good. I like it. You know? <laughs> so if you, if you can't think of anything to say, then just say that. Like, that's pretty... Um, I haven't done I, that yet. I'm going to go in and say, it's great. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to one up like you glowing six star review. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find oh, a way to do six stars, baby, man. It, I, I wish I, I could give, I wish I could give the six stars if I wanted to, if I was able to, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a hypothetical person. It was like very a hypothetical. A lot. Person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, perfect genius. Uh, sniff, sniff. Good job. And now we'll have a closing sentiment from Sean Wilkinson. Uh, three, two, one. No, no shape. shape. More, More like, like no, no tea, tea, no, no shade, shade, and no, no pink, pink lemonade. lemonade. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye bye. <laughs> Ew! Like, don't, I don't like this. <laughs> a little ASMR for the. I'll put you to sleep. Put you to sleep after this this episode. Just a little. Just hush a little. Quiet.